Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States. It's my show, and I'm delighted to have you be a part of it. If you want to call 877-973-7425, as always, you can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 to find out more. I want to begin with this story out of the Associated Press. You want to see what they're doing. It's very notable to me. So you have a, a reporter, uh, his name, uh, the Associated Press is Steve Peoples, and he tweets this, Ron DeSantis scoffed when the NAACP issued a travel advisory this spring warning black people to use extreme care if traveling to Florida. Just three months later, DeSantis is leading his state through the aftermath of a racist attack that left three African-Americans dead. Black leaders in Florida and across the nation say they're outraged by his actions and rhetoric ahead of the shooting. My story with Brandon Farrington. Now, if you click on the story and you happen to look at the URL, the URL is the web link up at the top. So it's apnews.com slash article slash Listen to the word choice in the URL. It tells you everything you need to know about the editorial direction of the story. APnews.com slash article slash Jacksonville DeSantis racist Republican shooting Haley Scott. Jacksonville DeSantis racist Republican shooting Haley Scott tells you everything you need to know about the editorial position of the Associated Press and how they're trying to get eyeballs on this. But let's go back to Steve Peoples' point. DeSantis is leading his state through the aftermath of a racist attack that left three African-Americans dead. Black leaders in Florida say they're outraged by his actions and rhetoric. You will not be surprised to learn... They don't actually have any examples of his rhetoric. I looked. I read the story. You you have Democrats characterizing what he said, but you don't actually you don't actually have anything. Florida State House Democratic leader Fintrice Driscoll argued DeSantis's policies on race combine to embolden racists and extremists. They call it policy violence against people of color imposed by the DeSantis administration. So, Fintrice Driscoll, House Democratic leader, points to the Republican Governor's Stop Woke Act 
which limits discussions of race in school and businesses. His banning of diversity and equity inclusion at Florida colleges and the newly approved black history curriculum that suggests there were benefits to slavery, She, which it doesn't actually say that. It says the slaves in some ways were able to gain unique skills that uh, they were able to use for personal benefit, uh, particularly after slavery. And by the way, it's modeled after other programs around the country, including in California, and they left that out. She also noted DeSantis' loosening of gun laws. Democrat Representative Angie Nixon, who represents the district where the murders took place, oscillated between angry shouts, tears, and profanity as she condemned DeSantis. He refuses to use the word black. He refuses to call the man a racist. He calls him a scumbag. No, he's tiptoeing around the true issue because he's worried that his poll numbers will dip with his base of voters that he has religiously went after. Where's the rhetoric, Steve Peoples? There's a lot of rhetoric here from Democrats, but you, you, you say in your tweet that black leaders in Florida and across the nation say they're outraged by DeSantis's actions and rhetoric, but you haven't actually given in this entire story, there's not a single example of DeSantis rhetoric. In fact, the chief criticism about his word choices are from one black state representative who says, quote, he refuses to use the word black. I thought we were supposed to use African-American. He refused to call it racist. So, so that's not rhetoric. That, that's not speaking. That's not using the words you think he should say. But this is how the mainstream media, the Associated Press, spins up this story. And again, remarkably, the URL, Jacksonville DeSantis racist Republican shooting, Haley Scott. And they try to tie this to an NAACP warning about Florida that everyone agreed and acknowledged was politically motivated at the time. What about the south side of Chicago or New York City and the violence there in black communities? Does DeSantis' rhetoric contribute to that as well, or, or we're not going to make those political issues? Because it's easy to make this a political issue by the Associated Press against DeSantis. Now, I bring this up because we now know what caused the fire in Maui. The fire in Maui that killed over 100 people, many still unaccounted for, it turns out it was uh, sparks coming from power lines that the local power company had not maintained. Bare wires, among other things. High winds came up from a hurricane. Uh, the line snapped, sparks went, and a fire picked up. There also appears to have been possible signs of arson. Was it climate change after all? But the media wants you to believe it's climate change, just like this Florida hurricane. They're convinced it's all about climate change. They're telling narratives here. So the narrative about Ron DeSantis is that his actions and rhetoric caused a white supremacist to murder three black people in Florida. It's not the white supremacist's fault. It's Ron DeSantis's fault. And it's climate change, not a power grid problem, that caused the fire in Maui. But more than that, it's the protection game of Joe Biden. Gerard Baker has this at the Wall Street Journal. High-definition video shows Biden's eyes open, blinking during speech. That's not a headline for the Babylon Bee. It's from the pages of USA Today. 
The paper that used to be everyone's favorite purveyor of pie charts and pop culture ran a fact-checking exercise about President Biden's visit to Maui in the wake of the wildfires there. Some critics have mischievously accused the president of falling asleep during a gathering with residents. But the paper's journalists left no stone unturned to tr find the truth. After rigorous scrutiny of the video, they determined Biden was actually awake. To be fair to the USA Today investigators, they were far from the only ones to rush to the president's defense. At least 10 news outlets ran a similar fact-checking exercise. Many devoted more space to debunking the Sleepy Joe story than they did to recording the numerous verbal gaucheries Mr. Biden visited upon the bereaved and homeless people in the islands, such as likening the catastrophe to a fire at his home some years back, in which he said he had almost lost his wife, his 67 Corvette, my cat. 30 years ago, during the early phases of Japan's financial collapse, the government in Tokyo resorted to extreme measures to uphold the collapsing stock market. The scheme, which included the use of public funds to buy stocks, was dubbed a price-keeping operation, or PKO. In punning homage to the various peacekeeping operations, Japanese troops were starting to participate in at the time. The media and their many friends in the wider culture are now embarking on a Biden-keeping operation. Media bias is nothing new, but this goes further. For almost four years, there's been a concerted, sustained, and so far successful effort by supposedly independent media organizations to elect, defend, and preserve in office the nation's leading Democrat. It is imminent throughout the coverage of this president and mostly takes the form of misrepresenting reality by willfully ignoring or suppressing anything that undermines him, what we call the journalism of omission. The juxtaposition of the attention given to the Hawaiian fact check with the effort to look past the many infelicities of the president's island misadventure is a small example of the Biden keeping operation. Press coverage of the handling of the aftermath of natural disasters can damage presidential reputations such as George W. Bush and Katrina. Compare the fawning media coverage to Joe Biden that willfully refuses to run unflattering stories about him to what they've just done with the Associated Press to Ron DeSantis in Florida. They do not rarely really mention the shooter at the Dollar General in the Associated Press story. They blame Ron DeSantis. They say Ron DeSantis's rhetoric caused the violence at the Dollar General in Jacksonville, Florida, his rhetoric, and they cite exactly zero examples of his rhetoric. In fact, the example they cite is his non-use of words. And what of his actions that they cite? They say, well, his Stop Woke Act, his getting rid of critical theory in schools, his, his shutdown of DEI, operations, that, that that caused the shooting. They wish to blame him for the shooting. You know what this reminds me of is back in 2000, George W. Bush ran for president of the United States and Democrats and the NAACP assailed him because of a case in Texas where two white racists dragged a black man behind a pickup truck to the man's death. And they attacked George W. Bush for vetoing hate crimes and not charging them with hate crimes as governor of Texas. And they asked Bush how to respond, how he would respond. And he said, we gave him the death penalty. What more, what more do you want? To kill him? Revive them and kill them again? We gave him the death penalty. As if hate crimes would somehow make the penalty beyond the death penalty. They'd get flogged first. The Supreme Court wouldn't let that. They're going after DeSantis the same way, that he's a racist, 
provoking racism. They put it in the URL, the racist Republican shooting. The DeSantis racist Republican shooting is how the URL reflects the story. And they use the NAACP's travel warning to Florida, clearly at the time politically motivated, to give legitimacies to a story that they can't even cite examples of. They, they say it's his rhetoric and cite exactly zero examples. Meanwhile, Joe Biden goes to Hawaii and tells the people on the island of Maui that he relates to them because this one time lightning struck his house and it almost burned to the ground and he lost his wife in Corvette and it wasn't true. And very few people in the media wanted to point that out. We're two years removed from Afghanistan. The level of fawning press coverage over Joe Biden continues, and we now know that the reason no one from the White House or the Pentagon got fired over the Afghan withdrawal is because every single person there was opposed to it except Joe Biden, who ordered them to do it. And no press accountability, no media accountability, no governmental accountability for all of this. But my gosh, a crazy white supremacist kills three people in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's not his fault. It's not the bullet's fault. It's not the AR-15's fault. It's Ron DeSantis's fault for some mysterious rhetoric that inspired the shooter that the Associated Press can't even point to to say what it was. They just want to tar and feather Ron DeSantis as a racist and blame the Republicans for the shooting while giving Joe Biden a pass on everything. You will notice how the media... They don't even do this to someone like Trump these days. They so want him and Biden to fight each other again because that's good for their ratings. Want to be on the show? Hello? I I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. You can be live on Eric's show. By calling 877-97-ERIC. That's 877-973-7425. Hello, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. Uh, This does not concern all of you. I I know that. I understand it. Uh, But for those of you, and I do have a a whole lot of stations in the southeast, in Georgia, the Carolinas, and Florida, we got a hurricane coming. It's not supposed to be a massive hurricane, although, you know, the national media has played it up. It's, it's climate change. It's all climate change. Here's Ginger Z on ABC. The Dahlia is not the only big storm out there right now. Hurricane Franklin is already kicking up surf and causing rip currents along the East Coast. So let's go back to Ginger. Ginger, what's the connection to climate change here? Yeah, it's not often you get to see two hurricanes that will be major, likely at the same time, in the same basin. doesn't happen but every five-plus years. So looking at that, Franklin itself is out there east of the Atlantic. It will cause rip currents. I surf. And as far as the water temperatures go, you know we've been talking about two to four degrees above average. That is a huge deal. It super fuels storms. And yes, these storms would be here no matter what. They're part of nature. But with human-caused and amplified climate change, we have upped the ante and given them extra fuel so it will kind of come back some of the shear and all the other variables. Now, I do want to mention Idalia, an unnamed storm. 14 unnamed storms in history have been retired, Robin, and unfortunately, this one looks like it could do the same, mm. especially north of here. Oof, don't like it. Oh, the, the, the fear share. So every five years, we tend to have two big hurricanes at the same time in the same basin, but now it's climate change in the, in the 40s, in the 30s, in the 20s. In the early 1900s, it wasn't climate change, but now it's climate change, even though they had them then, too. It's all now climate change. The the, the fear here, y'all, 
Listen, I don't want to downplay a Category 3 hurricane because it's still big and it still has a big storm surge. Uh, but, you know, I'm from Louisiana, from South Louisiana. These are navigable. It's not a Category 4 or 5 storm. I, I just, wow, um, the, the amount of fear scenarios uh, that the media elevates and, and puts a spotlight on to advance climate change as if it's the biggest story out there when it's not. But they are trying to indoctrinate the public into being scared of fossil fuels so they can fundamentally up in our world. Americans for Prosperity is fighting back on that with common sense solutions to reignite the American dream, push back on Bidenomics and on the ridiculous overregulation caused by the climate environmental freaks. They do a good job of fighting back, and they do a great job of training you up to be a great conservative activist. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. You can be one of four million activists around the country and growing who have signed up with Americans for Prosperity to help them reignite the American dream to educate your neighbors on why Bidenomics is bad and your state legislature on how to fight back at the state level. Americans for Prosperity is a do tank. They're not a think tank. They go into the states and do the business of the conservative movement, advancing free markets and free people. And right now, fighting Bidenomics, they've got a national bus store going on to highlight how bad it is and how we can reignite the American dream. Be a part of it. Be a part of a cause bigger than yourself. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric is the website. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go sign up today nationwide. got the courage to tell you the truth, even when it isn't popular. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you would like to be a part of the program, 877-973-7425 is the phone number to the program. Very happy to have you guys on the show today. Uh, Those of you down in Florida, uh, particularly if you're on the, the West Coast side of Florida there, they are expecting uh, Idalia to intensify as it gets closer in. So uh, be advised, stick with your local radio station. And those of you in the Carolinas and in Georgia as well, particularly South Georgia, uh, those of you in Vidalia and the like, um, the storm's going to sail through and probably still be at tropical storm strength. So stay tuned to your local radio station. Now, uh, my buddy Joe has texted me. I, I, I need to spend another minute, I guess, and explain this. Uh, better what actually happened. I mentioned the Associated Press article blaming Ron DeSantis for the shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, and that's what it does. The Associated Press is blaming Ron DeSantis for the shooter in Jacksonville, Florida. They altered the URL to the story. Now, normally, just so you understand what goes on with the URL, uh, the URL is the thing that you type in, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. So www.ericerickson.com, that's the URL. The URL for the Associated Press story normally would reflect the title of the story. So the title of the story is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis Faces Black Leaders' Anger After Racist Killings in Jacksonville. So it would be like Florida-Governor-Ron-DeSantis-Faces-Black-Leaders-Anger- It generates usually from the title, but you can go in and edit the URL for keywords that you want to highlight as far as SEO, that is search engine optimization. So the Associated Press has clearly done that with its URL 
for when progressives want to get evidence of racist Republicans, they will come to this story as more proof. And the reason I say this is because the Associated Press altered the URL so it's not tied to the title. Instead, it is Jacksonville DeSantis Racist Republican Shooting. Haley Scott. DeSantis Racist Republican Shooting. So you go into Google or your favorite search engine and you put in uh, Racist Republicans. This story will come up. You'll say, oh my gosh, Ron DeSantis inspired a shooter in Jacksonville, Florida because of his racist rhetoric. That's what the URL alteration is designed to do. It is designed to prey on left-wing sensibilities about racist Republicans. It's the Associated Press not just picking a side, but hoping to benefit from that side through traffic to its website. That's what's going on, and you need to realize it. More and more Donald Trump calling these people the enemy of the people seems to be more and more true. Now, um, I got to move on to other stuff because there's another intriguing story out. So House Republicans are moving towards impeaching Joe Biden. The reality is that Joe Biden, though he may be impeached by House Republicans, and that's actually doubtful, he'll never be found guilty by the Senate. And Democrats will say, well, this is all about payback for Trump. But you got to understand something. We now know this is a story from the uh, New York Post. The National Archives has 5,400 Biden emails in which she used fake names to dish government info to Hunter Biden and others as vice president. The National Archives and Records Administration has admitted it has in its possession nearly 5,400 emails, electronic records, and documents that potentially show President Biden using a pseudonym during his vice presidency. It was revealed on Monday. Uh, NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration, confirmed the existence of a trove in response to a June 2022 Freedom of Information Act request by the Southeastern Legal Foundation, a nonprofit constitutional legal group. The request sought emails pertaining to the accounts of Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, and J.R.B. Ware, pseudonyms the 80-year-old president was known to use in the White House during his time as the vice president. The Southeastern Legal Foundation on Monday filed suit against the archives for the release of the records. All too often, public officials abuse their power by using it for their personal or political benefit. When they do, many seek to hide it. The only way to preserve government integrity is for the National Archives to release Biden's nearly 5,400 emails to the Southeastern Legal Foundation and thus the public. The group says the National Archives have been dragging their feet since June of 2022 when they filed their FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, and says not a single email has been produced even though their existence has been acknowledged. Here's what I can tell you from talking to various Republicans in the House. We do not have any concrete evidence that Joe Biden actually profited. We have a lot of circumstantial evidence, however, that he did indeed profit. Now, what do I mean by evidence versus circumstantial evidence? The, the direct evidence would be the payments to Joe Biden. We don't have that. We have Hunter Biden referencing the big guy, throwing money his way, things like that. We don't actually have any any transactions to show that any money flowed to Joe Biden. But we have a lot of circumstantial evidence. 
We have Joe Biden getting on these phone calls with with people. We have Hunter Biden being on the board of Burisma for what reason? He had no energy skills. We have Hunter Biden's email suggesting he needed to pay the pay the big guy or share money with the big guy. We have other members of the Biden family getting money from Chinese accounts. We have all these things, circumstantial evidence that shows pretty strongly that money was flowing to the Biden family, if not to Joe Biden directly. But what House Republicans are thinking by starting an impeachment inquiry is it it begins the most expansive power of the House to investigate. So Congress has power to investigate. It can investigate uh, the executive branch. It can investigate the judicial branch. It can investigate the federal regulators and agencies. It can even investigate private businesses. It has the power to subpoena. But an investigation into the president of the United States is blocked many times by executive privilege and the privileges of the president. However, if you open an impeachment inquiry into the president, you can get around some of the executive obstructions. You can get around some of the objections from the White House. So you have more expansive investigatory power if it's an inquiry of impeachment. That's where Kevin McCarthy seems to be headed. They have all the circumstantial evidence. I mean, Joe Biden getting on these phone calls, talking about the weather, uh, now we know for certain Joe Biden was using pseudonyms when he was vice president to convey information back and forth with Hunter Biden. We know that Joe Biden participated in phone calls with people giving Hunter Biden large sums of money beyond asking about the weather. Uh, we, we know that Hunter Biden used his dad's name freely. How much did Joe Biden know he was doing? What permissions did Joe Biden give? These things are up in the air. We don't know. What some House Republicans tell me is that they want to begin the impeachment inquiry because they think there's more there based on what they've seen and they want to be able to explore. They want to be able to get uh, information from the special counsel and others that they otherwise couldn't get in a normal investigation. At the same time, a couple of the Republican members of Congress are skittish about doing an impeachment inquiry. These are the more moderate members in the House of Representatives. They're Republicans. They don't like Biden. They think he's crooked, but they see impeachment as a distraction. And they're not necessarily willing to vote for impeachment. Remember, the House Republicans can only lose four votes. That's the problem. You have some of these Republicans who are concerned about impeachment being a distraction. Why? Don't look now, but a government shutdown may be coming. A lot of the moderate Republicans in the House are beginning to embrace a plan from the conservative Freedom Caucus that would force meaningful government cuts. In particular, what the House Freedom Caucus members seem to be proposing is essentially we adopt a a spending plan that is at the spending levels of 2019 before COVID. So the budget would just go back to those 2019 levels. Remember, every time there's a continuing resolution, the budget is just adjusted upward by a few percentage points. So go back to 2019. It's real world, actual cuts, not cuts to the growth, but actual cuts going back to 2019 where stuff was still really well funded, but it would save money and help balance the budget long term if we did that. And a lot of House moderates are thinking, you know what, I'll go along with this, but let's do that and get it done before we have an impeachment fight. I'll vote for the House Freedom Caucus, but I won't vote for impeachment unless we get the spending dealt with and then we're not distracted and we can do the impeachment. Kevin McCarthy has to navigate this. He's going to have to figure this out. Kevin McCarthy has the ability to bring these people in a room and try to hammer out a direction, but he can only lose four Republicans. Not a single Democrat will vote for impeachment if 
McCarthy can get an impeachment hearing going and get the continuing resolution done, he comes across as quite a leader. We'll see if he can pull it off. But the bigger issue here is that there's a growing number of House Republicans who do think they're going to have to deal with impeachment of Joe Biden and that, yes, uh, we can. you can say it's a tit for tat. You can say, well, they wouldn't do it. Had the Democrats not done it for Trump, it's payback. And, yes, that's all true, by the way. It absolutely is payback for having impeached Donald Trump. It absolutely positively is. But there's also a lot there that does suggest a level of corruption, and the media has ignored it. They'll still ignore it if it's an impeachment trial, but they won't be able to ignore it as much, and this may be the best way to get more exposure to what's actually going on. It's a deeply corrupting thing we know about from Joe Biden. I do have to say, though, in the interest of candor and where my thinking is, at this point, you might as well. you got nothing to lose. You've been headed in this direction. Do it. But don't let it become a distraction, Republicans. If you're gonna if you're gonna impeach, impeach. Do a deep dive investigation. Go for the special counsel records. See how he was um, appointed special counsel. See see all the shenanigans there. Do a deep dive, thorough impeachment investigation. However, don't let it consume you so much that you drop the ball on all the other policy initiatives to distinguish yourself from Joe Biden. If you come across as petty and vindictive, uh, right now Republicans lead the American public on who's leading the best in Washington. The GOP House, Republicans in particular, come up very well in that number. Don't let that fall behind getting distracted with impeachment. Do it if you think you need to do it, but also be able to juggle multiple balls in the air at the same time. If you do impeachment so that it's all consuming and you can't get anything else done, you're going to come off looking very bad, and it's going to be even considered more politically motivated. Now, i got to tell you guys about Swiss America right now with all the topsy-turvy markets out there. All the, the, you know, Jerome Powell looks like going to raise interest rates again. Inflation is still uh, running out there. Swiss America has been the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years in this country. They help people protect their hard-earned assets. They ease the ebbs and flows of the stock market cycle. Swiss America is a great company, and right now they have a great deal. The Walking Liberty Half Dollar, an amazing low price, $13.50 each delivered, you limit 250 coins per customer while supplies last. They're gorgeous coins, by the way. They're a great gift for your kids or grandkids, but they're a great investment way into precious metals. You get the Walking Liberty Half Dollar. It's a silver coin, and it's fantastic. To get the amazing deal, call or text 800-289-2646. Message and data rates may apply. Visit SwissAmerica.com slash Eric as well. You can go there. Mention Eric when you call or text 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. The number again, 800-289-2646. You can text the number or you can call the number. Message and data rates apply. Or you can just go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Get your or your kids or your grandkids. Get a lot of them. The Walking Liberty Half Dollar, $13.50 each delivered. Get them while supplies last. They're a great entryway into precious metal investing. He'll do the research and give it to you straight. Eric Erickson is live every weekday. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now. 
This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you're buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, expanding, that's the sort of things First Liberty specializes in. FirstLibertyGA.com is their website. Spend 10 minutes with them. Uh, nationwide, you can use them. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for their program. See if they're a good fit for you. Now, I got to talk about gas prices because they're not getting any better right now. Rising gasoline prices hit inflation-weary Americans. That's the headline in the Wall Street Journal today. Prices have retreated slightly in recent days but remain elevated. A gallon of regular gasoline averaged about $3.82 nationally on Sunday, about $0.60 higher than the beginning of the year. Diesel prices are down about $0.31 compared to early January, but have gained more than $0.40 from a month ago. The ascent of oil prices could complicate the Federal Reserve's efforts to lower inflation to 2%. The increase is already weighing on small business owners. Companies are delaying upgrades, losing workers, or avoiding hiring extra help and moving to charge customers more as a result of higher fuel prices. In the past few months, the moving company, a mover in Springfield, Missouri, lost three drivers in part because higher fuel prices made their commute more expensive. The company increased its mileage charge by $4 earlier this year because of higher fuel prices and might add another $3 on top of that. The hike has contributed to turning some customers away. We've lost business. Yes, it's true that the United States is producing more oil right now than it ever has. But it is also true that we could be producing even more oil had the Biden administration not restricted access to federal lands. It is also true that we could be moving that oil to refineries faster had the Biden administration not killed key pipelines. The media continues to try to give Biden and the Biden administration a pass on policies that have directly contributed to the increase in gas prices. They don't want to blame Joe Biden for anything anymore. They're scared to death of Republicans winning. And they got to be really scared when you see all this polling comes out that has roughly Biden and Trump tied. I mean, they're convinced, convinced that they're going to beat Donald Trump. And the polling shows the race is tied. I, I, I think it'll be harder for Trump than any of the other Republicans. But let's say Republicans actually start firing on all cylinders and they do decide to go with someone else. Let's say they go with a Ron DeSantis or a Nikki Haley or a Tim Scott. Suddenly, the narrative dynamics shift in the GOP's favor, according to the polling. And you get to highlight Biden's age, the inability of the Democrats to ditch him, and gas prices. Gas prices are going to remain high. The Saudi Arabians are doing it on purpose. They're they're trying to hurt Joe Biden. It's only a matter of time, and I suspect it will happen once the Republicans have a nominee, that instead of saying that whichever the nominee is is bought and paid for by Russia, it's going to be bought and paid for by the Saudis. They're going to blame the Saudis for trying to shake up the American presidential election. They're going to make the Saudis the bad guys. It's predictable what they will do, all to cover for Joe Biden. Now, when we come back, I've got the video and audio I want to play for you. A kid in Colorado Springs, Colorado, a fairly conservative area, by the way. Particularly, I mean, Colorado Springs, though in Colorado, is a pretty Christian conservative area. A public school there suspended a kid because he had the Gadsden flag on his backpack. Even the governor of Colorado has now come out on social media and said this is garbage. This is a, a an educational and or a, this is a teachable moment for the school that the Gadsden flag has nothing to do with slavery, which is why they said they were suspending the kid because it was triggering. Having that badge was triggering. The mother 
videotaped the conversation. It's gone viral, but there's a larger issue here. Are your kids dumber for having gone to public schools in this country? Some teachers, that seems to be their goal. Wait until you hear this audio when we come back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 